Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. After 15 years of being interviewed and interviewing others, I'm here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get that dream job. I'm your host, Joshua Tinky, and this is episode 12. All right, after a couple-week break, today I'm diving further into the topic of preparing for a leadership interview. You might remember this is part two of a two-part series, and in the first episode, I shared my top five Actually, I think I made it up to six uh, tips for how to prepare for a leadership interview. Today, I'm sharing my top five questions you may get and how to think about your answers to those questions. Here we go. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by my free resource, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide. Do you need to kickstart your interview prep or just not sure where to start in general? Check out this easy-to-follow worksheet that walks you through the foundational but most critical steps to get yourself ready for an interview. You'll walk away with a clear picture of how ready you are and what steps to take next to be fully prepared. Just head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash start and download your free guide, the Interview Prep Quick Start Guide, equippedinterview.com forward slash start. Okay, outline for today. I'm going to go through those five common questions first. Now, one thing I'll just give you a quick note on is there are so many questions you could possibly get in a leadership interview. It actually took me a long time and I went back and forth and back and forth to try to figure out and really narrow it down to keep it to five for for length's sake, if that's a phrase, for the sake of length of the episode. I wanted to keep it pretty narrow down to five, maybe a couple extra bonus ones at the end like last time. But what you'll see is as we get into these five common questions, some of them are exact questions. Some of them are more maybe a combo of a couple things that you want to prepare for that they could show up in a couple different ways. And I kind of morphed them into one question. You'll see what I mean as I go through. So still boiled it down to five common questions and how to think about your answers there, things you need to be thinking about for a leadership type interview. And then, so that's the, uh, that's the bulk of today's episode. And then I am going to go ahead and again, answer one interview best practice question. This one, actually the question I'll, I'll answer at the end here. Um, is specific one. I, it actually came up during one of my coaching interview sessions or interview coaching sessions that I had over the past week or two. So I wanted to share it. And on that note, I haven't really talked much about it on the podcast, but hey, if you're looking for a little more tailored help or just want to speed things up, um, maybe you have an interview coming up or something, I do offer one-on-one interview coaching. I don't talk about it too much on the episode or on the the podcast uh, too much so far, but feel free to check that out if you're interested. It's You can check it out on my website, equippedinterview.com, and just click on the work with me section and take a peek at those details there. But I'm going to answer one of the questions that came up during one of those uh, interview coaching sessions in the past week or so. So let's dive in. Let's get into these five common questions. The first one is, how do you or how will you drive results and outcomes? I phrase it that way, and I'll do that for each of these. How do you drive results or outcomes? Or how will you drive results or outcomes? Because when you think about a leadership 
interview, if you're going for a leadership role, you might already be a leader and you have to demonstrate how you've done that, how you're effective at it. Or if you have not had a formal leadership role, how would you? How would you go about doing that? What's your plan as a leader on this team in this organization? So I'm going to phrase it that way because you could get it either way, obviously, depending on your situation. And I want you to think about it from your own perspective as you think about my my thoughts on these questions. So the first one, again, that was a quick primer, but first one again is how will you drive results or how do you drive results and outcomes? So this is really getting to the heart of, can you execute? Can you get stuff done? How are you going to do it? What's your strategy to maintain order, be organized, prioritize? Um, do you have time for thinking, etc.? If you think about it another way, can you get work done through others? Can you get work done as a leader in, through others as an individual? So an individual person that might report to you, can you get work done through them? We'll talk about that a little more in a different question. Can you get work done through the team as a whole? Can you execute and get results, which is really at a, in a business, in a really any leadership type position that you have, what's the, why are you in that leadership role? Talked about a lot of different topics in the previous episode around how to think about and how to prepare for the a general leadership interview. This is getting to the heart of it. Why are you a leader? You're trying to get things done. You're trying to get results, whether it's metrics, KPIs, specific uh, measures, profit, loss, etc. You're trying to get different things done through others and yourself. And that's a key there too. You're not only trying to get work done through others, you also have work that you independently need to accomplish. So leadership really is about doing two jobs. One, getting results, getting work done through others, developing others, working as a team. But secondly, it's also about executing on your own direct responsibilities, projects, things that you have to personally do and be accountable for, in addition to those that you might be leading and getting accomplished. And this could be one, you might have one person report to you. Part of your job is getting work done through that person and developing them and having them what you need to do, get them, get things done through them, have them achieve their outcomes, therefore you, you and your teams. And it's also about executing on your own projects, your own deliverables. That's something that you'll need to talk about in an answer to this. Show how you have accomplished work in the past and how you plan to and intend and will get work done through others and your own accomplishments in the future. So for an answer like this, you need to think, be thinking about all those things. How am I going to get stuff done through myself? How am I going to get stuff done through others? And what is my framework or strategy to make that happen? Or if you've been a leader or if you've had some level of leadership informally or formally, you can talk about how you have done that in the past. What was your strategy? How did you set a vision? How did you keep others accountable? How did you get to the point of getting results? What was your strategy there? So this this one is not so much for me saying, hey, here's your exact answer, because how you get results likely going to be a little different than how someone else, but that's some of the key, the key framework there is thinking about what do I need to accomplish? How do I get work done through others? What is my plan to coach and develop someone who's not getting work done, give them candid feedback, hold them accountable, and also, how do I keep myself organized to, uh, to have my own work done? So that's question number one. It's one where you're likely to get some version of this question in a leadership interview. It might be exactly that. Hey, how do you drive results or drive outcomes? How do you get metrics? How do you drive change? It could be something like that, or it could be just another. How do you, how do you intend to? How do you, how do you intend to make things happen? How do you plan to move us in the direction that we need to go? It's the same kind of thing. Think about how do you prioritize? And how do you get work done through others? All right, question number two. How do you or how will you deal with and communicate change? Every single organization has change all the time. That is the constant thing about the world we live in, right? Think about this year alone. 
Every organization has had to change in innumerable ways. That's, yes, it was expanded this year, but really every year, every month, every week, you have some level of change and, you know, peaks and valleys of what degree of change you have to deal with as a leader. But think about it. Think about yourself. Think about the last big change in your workplace that you had to deal with. How did you deal with it? Now, as a leader, you not only have to absorb it, process it, accept it, (laughs) and think about how you're going to handle it, but you also need to communicate it to others and get them on board. You also might be communicating this to others who, who aren't going to buy in or don't initially buy in. They might not initially be on board. How do you How are you going to approach that? That's what they're trying to get at with this question. How do you deal with or how will you deal with change? Because we all know as a leader, you have to deal with change all the time and not just for yourself, but how do you get others on board and gain buy-in? So some things to think about as you answer this question or you prepare for a question like this, think, ask yourself these things. What's, what is your plan to gain buy-in from others? How will you get others on board with minor, middle of the road or large scale changes? So how, how would you think about answering this? I, I'd suggest a couple things. Consider what your, number one, consider what your style is or what you want it to be. Are you going to be super direct, super direct with some empathy, just empathetic, matter of fact, beat around the bush, hopefully not that last one, but think about how you plan to communicate or how you would communicate, whether it's good or bad news in your mind, how are you going to communicate that? Number two, no matter what style you, you're thinking about to your answer in that first one, you need to communicate the why behind the change. Communicating the why behind the change is is absolutely first and foremost, most important piece of communicating change. In your answer, you need to talk about that. How would you communicate and share the why behind it? First, you need need an answer like this. It has, has to be there. The fact that you would communicate the why behind it. And then secondly, how would you do that? That's more on you and your style that we talked about. But the fact that you're communicating the why and how would you get someone on board, that's the key to it. Focus on why this is happening. How does it benefit them? Even if it, even if they don't see the benefit, they need to be need to be clear and understand how the decision was arrived at. It's also, especially if you've had experience with this, it's also important to share an example of how you've done this in the past. This is one where you can definitely dive into that and give an example of how you've communicated change, how you've communicated maybe negative news or something that the group that you had to communicate something to wasn't on board with, wasn't a pleasant situation, but talk about how you delivered that, maybe what you did well, what you would change and how you plan to do that differently in the future or what you want to keep the same. This is a good example of how you can not only talk about how would you do this in the future, but how you have done it. Add a little bit of weight to that behind your answer. All right. Question number three, what is your process for developing someone? Or what would be your process for developing someone? Developing someone is absolutely key to whether it's an entry-level leadership role or very high-level executive leadership role. You're still developing, whether it's one person, a large-scale organization, etc. You might even be asked a question more more star-based or behavioral-based. Tell me about someone you've developed. How did that go? What was your process? Either way, you need to know what your process is, what it would be, or if you did develop someone, if you have an example... But they, hey, whether you're a formal leader or not, you've probably helped someone get better, hold, held them accountable, held them get, helped them get from point A to point B, better than when they started. You need to know what process you followed to do that so that the hiring manager knows you can replicate it. If I'm going to hire you as a leader, I need to know what your process is. Can you develop someone? Do you know what worked if you've done it before? Do you know what didn't work if you've tried in the past and how you would get up to, up to speed and up to scale quickly? 
So a couple things to think about as you answer this question, because it is absolutely going to either one, going to be asked, and you have to be ready for it, or two, if it's not asked, which is unlikely, but even let's say it's not, you need to know what your answers are to this, how you would do this, what your process is, and find a way to bring it up in the interview. If you're not getting asked this question, you need to work it in because it's a very important part of a leadership position, whether this is, again, an entry-level leadership role or a high-level leadership role. So a couple things to think about as you answer this question. If you're going to talk about your process for developing someone, your process is going to potentially look a little different than what I've done or what others do, but this is kind of a high-level overview of things to think about if you're trying to really reflect on, hey, what is my process? You know, I haven't really thought about this before. I've done it, but I don't know what I go about doing. These are some, these are some things to kind of check off, think about, oh yeah, I do do that or I don't do that in this order or not, etc. So here's, here's some things to consider as you answer this question. How do I develop someone? Why well, I understand them. Number one, I get to know them, learn what motivates them. I gain their trust. Like that whole, that whole concept of getting to know them, understanding what motivates them, what's important to them, how they think, how they learn and gain some trust and credibility. That's all that first thing that is kind of an underlying foundation of a, of a relationship with someone. Secondly, you need to become skilled at and actually do this. And that's uncover their strengths, uncover their development areas, observe, un- understand what their their needs are, where they need to grow, what they're really good at, how you can use those skills and how they can use those strengths. And also, this this what's included in this is getting them to understand this too. Help them self-identify some of their own strengths, their own development areas, and gain buy-in from them. Make sure that you two are on the same page. And that's a critical part. Not just get to know them, number one, but two, uncover their strengths and development areas, making sure you two are connected and synced up on what they're what they're really good at and where they need to develop. Uh, third is, as part of this, how do I develop someone? What's my process for that? You need to, once you've done these things, you need to coach them. You need to understand not only what the strengths and development areas are, but how do you then coach them to either use and even and polish and refine their strength areas, but also how do you then help them become proficient in their development areas? How do you take them from a two to a three or a nine to a 10, et cetera, right? When you're thinking about someone's development areas, this includes setting goals, giving direct feedback, the actual coaching itself. You might have some organizations more have a very formal coaching process where you actually have time dedicated to coaching and development. Some it's more off the cuff, you know, in an in a conversation, in an email, in, in however you're doing that, it needs to happen one way or another. What's your process for that? Coaching itself can be a whole a whole list of things and how you actually approach that. But think about what is your process and how would you go about doing that, how you would hold them accountable to making progress. And that's the point. Think back to the first question about how do you get results? Big piece of it is by delivering feedback, holding someone accountable, coaching them through that, making sure you understand as a leader, not only your own strengths and development areas, but also your team's. How do I make them get better? A big part of helping develop someone is demonstrating in an answer like this that you can be candid, you can give direct feedback, and you're not you're not going to shy away from that. You're not going to sugarcoat things. There's not a lot of time in really any organization, but as a leader, for sure, you don't have time to beat around the bush, not just day-to-day time, time within, within your day. I'm talking about if someone's on your team, they need to make progress quickly. If there's, there's some area to make progress or if so there's something they're really good at and you just haven't gotten to it and you're not candid about, hey, you know what? Yeah, you have these development areas, but also I see this strength and you're not delivering that feedback in a timely manner. You're missing out opportunities to get even better as a team or drive stronger results or develop someone where they really need to be developed. And so 
you need to demonstrate in an answer like this around what's your process or how have you developed someone, you need to articulate and just call out for an interviewer or hiring manager that you can be candid and you can direct feedback and you're not going to shy away from that. Especially if you're a first-time leader, that's a big fear hiring managers have of hiring someone as a first-time leader is that they're not going to deliver the, the candid messages that need to happen, the uncomfortable messages. The potentially seen as negative feedback, or they might be received in a negative manner, but you need to demonstrate how you're going to get over that. Even a, even tenure leaders, this is a more difficult thing for. So, but but I just say especially, it's it's a fear that you need to help the hiring manager overcome and be clear about that and upfront about it. Um, another piece of answering this, the, how you would go about developing someone, you need to think about setting stretch goals, giving people opportunities, getting getting, getting them a mentor, things like that. How are you going to you know, move the needle and get someone? beyond where they are before they started having you as their leader. And I, I talked about something a little bit around a big piece of, of what the hiring manager is looking for is to make sure you get across that you can deliver candidate specific feedback. Holding someone accountable is a big piece of that too. So definitely highlight that portion. Even if you don't have firsthand experience leading someone formally, you can certainly talk about how you would or how you've done this for someone else in a, in a prior job that has nothing to do with a leadership role, but how you've given feedback I made them better as a result. It could be really anything. You need to give an example of it, though. I think it'd be really helpful. Share, for example, how, share how you would or share how you've done this with someone in, in a, a coworker, in a volunteer organization, a friend, family member, something where you've given del- delivered feedback and how you might hold them accountable going forward. So that's number three. Moving on to question number four or concept number four, you realize some of these are, they could be asked in a number of ways, but they're really general concepts, the, the kind of questions that you should be ready for. So question number four is, how will you be intentional with and you lead your team by casting a vision? In other words, seeing the bigger picture. So I'm going to say that I got that one again, because it's a little longer. How will you be intentional with and lead your team by casting a vision and seeing the bigger picture? You're likely going to be asked some version of this, some version of how you can, how can you see the bigger picture? How do you do that? How do you understand where your team is, where it needs to go, how you can get the group on board with, with what, where you need to go and getting there together. So this can be sometimes asked around the way I phrased it around, how do you cast a vision for your team? Sometimes it can be phrased as, how do you see the bigger picture? How do you think strategically? How do you get a a group on board with something? similar to how we talked about with change in, in a prior question. These are the kinds of questions you might get, but often I hear around casting a vision, seeing the bigger picture, etc. So what are some things you can do to talk about this? You definitely can talk about how you'll get the team, that you'll get to understand first and foremost the team or the department's needs, share how you'll rally the team around a specific way they can contribute. Maybe you have it, your team has a specific role within the organization or the department that it needs to serve? And how do you rally your team? How are you going to talk about that with your team? Show them the vision of where they're headed, how this team contributes and get them excited about it. How are you going to do that? Uh, Maybe it's sharing how you'll drive accountability, drive results like we talked about, make sure you drive engagement and satisfaction on the team while trying to achieve a unified vision, a unified effort towards a goal. Um, Another version of seeing this bigger picture could be in the form of getting a question around maybe a SWOT analysis, like we talked about in the last episode. Be prepared for something like that. That's, again, seeing the bigger picture and uncovering what the needs are and and making decisions there. Or maybe you'll get a question, you might even get a question about, I think about it, about a few real-life scenarios and how you'll need to show the hiring manager you can understand a situation, assess the options, and, and make a decision, explaining really the trade-offs that you made and and considered and why you made the decision that you did. That could be all part of seeing the bigger picture. 
think about it. If you're leading a team for the first time, you're going to have all kinds of different paths you can go. You're going to have to choose where you emphasize the time you spend with them. You're going to have to choose where you emphasize what's important to this team, what metric to go after, what what's our goal, what's our what's our mission, how do we tie that back to the overall broader organization? So, that's the same thing. Like how do you you have to make trade-offs there, whether you're talking about a vision you're setting for the team, understanding where, hey, how can we contribute to the overall goal, direction of this organization, or it's understanding trade-offs on big decisions. You have to make some. Same kind of concept. Um, but it definitely is something that you should be prepared to answer and think about using some of the tools I shared in, in the part one of this episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 11, the uh, the part one of these five inter- leadership interview tips, I highly recommend going back and listening to that section of it. All right, our last question here, question number five, and I don't have a specific phrasing for this one, actually, that you're going to get some question about relating to others or driving engagement. Relationship management. As a leader, how do you how do you build relationships? It could be something like that. This is it seems so simple, but it's huge, which is why I decided to include it in the top five leadership questions. Something about relating to others. You are highly likely to get asked a question about building relationships in some way, shape, or form and driving satisfaction among the people who report to you. So it could be, again, could be some ex- specific example questions. Could be, tell me about a time you built a new relationship. Simple as that. Or how would you go about developing a strong relationship with someone very different from you? Could be something like that. Um, or it could even be a different angle on it, like how would your peers, friends, or coworkers describe you to me? If I went out and asked them to describe you, what would they say about you? How would they describe some of your traits to me? Like what would come to the forefront there? So you really have to think about relationships in as a leader. How do you work with a wide variety of people and how do you make those relationships strong? Is you're going to have people, both you know your peers that you work with, and this is really true. I mean, think about it though. This is a leadership question because it, it is vital when you're when you're leading someone. It's also vital just in any any group, any organization you're going to work with to be able to think about how you build relationships. Every every one of us, even if you're sitting by yourself at home right now in virtual environment, in sitting in front of a computer, pro, uh, looking at uh, spreadsheets, you still need to interact with people on a fairly regular basis, even if that's your primary role. So that it's important there, and it's absolutely important in a leadership role where you need to develop someone, gain trust, gain buy-in for someone to, just because you have a, quote, title of manager or leader or supervisor or director or something like that, just because you have that title, it does not automatically gain, have your team gain buy-in to where you're, the direction you're trying to go. And the only way you're going to get strong results and have an engaged team who wants to go with you where you're trying to lead them in a direction, inspire them, is if you have strong working relationships. And have, So think about the relationships that you build, even outside of work. What's successful about them? What do you do? And think about your process for that. Because you could get another question like, what's your process for developing relationships? And I would even go so far as, even if you aren't asked that way in a question like this, and you get a question more like, tell me about a time you built a new relationship, or how would you go about that? Talk about, you know what, I think about this a lot here's my process for developing new relationships. I actually put a lot of time and effort into it and here's why. And then walk through your process and then then give them an example of a time you did that per their question. But the fact that you have a process for that certainly comes a lot comes across much stronger than if you just happen to have built a few good relationships recently and not sure how you could replicate that in a new environment. All right, I actually do have two very quick bonus questions you'd want to prepare for. I, I told you I had a tough time narrowing this down, but these are two Two quick ones. I'm not going to describe them much, just the questions themselves that I want you to get ready for. Seems like no-brainers. That's why I'm not going to go into them too much, but I want you to just, if you haven't thought about it, definitely 
Definitely write these down. First one is, what have you done to prepare for this leadership role or for a leadership role? And that's more so aimed at those who this might be a first-time leadership position for them. What have you done to prepare for this? They want to see that you've had some some thought put into it, some intent, and uh, what have you been doing to be intentional about this process? The second question is just why leadership? And I pause there because it sounds so simple, but you need to know why. Why are you even pursuing a leadership role? Or why are you remaining in a leadership position if you're going for another leadership role and you already have one? That needs to be super clear in your mind. The ability, it, it just does. I, I wasn't planning on to go into too much with this question, but I interview a lot of potential leaders and have over the years. And it may surprise you how, how few times I hear really strong answers to that question. It takes a lot of people by surprise. And so I, I don't want it to take you by surprise that, I'm at, that I would ask or someone might ask you such a foundational question. Why are you even interested in leadership? Not this specific role, but just leadership in general. What about it energizes you? Why are you excited about something like this? And you want to have a good answer for it. So I encourage you to really th- think deep. And if it's um, if it's something you're struggling with, struggling with, let me know. But it's something I want you to be very prepared for. Okay, those were the five questions. So I'm going to do a very quick recap for what those questions were. If you're writing them down, or you you don't want to go back and listen. So, question number one: How do you drive results or outcomes? Question number two: How do you deal with change? How do you you communicate change? Question number three, what's your process for developing someone? Or tell me about a time that someone that you have developed, what went well? What's your process for that? Question number four, how will you be intentional with and lead your team by casting a vision, seeing the bigger picture? And question number five was a version of tell me about a time you built a new relationship. How do you relate to others? All right, so let's dive into the one best practice interview question that I've received over the last week or so from an interview coaching session that I had. And the one question I had this week, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit just to kind of capture a couple, it was actually a couple questions I'm going to boil down into one. Apparently I like to do that. And the question, I'll phrase it this way is, how do I prepare for and answer unusual interview questions? What do I mean by that? Unusual interview questions could be like, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? If you could eat dinner with any historical figure, living or dead, who would it be and why? Who's your fav- What's your favorite movie and why? Things like that. Or even something like, how many stop signs do you think there are in New York City? Walk me through it. How would you get there? There, there are some reasons that interviewers ask these questions. I'll give you my quick opinion first. I don't like them. I'm not a huge fan of these questions. I, just because someone answers well or poorly on these particular questions, doesn't. I, I don't see it translate kind of a one-to-one translate to on-the-job success or failure. So I'm not a huge fan of asking them, but they do happen. They come up. So here are quick, a few quick thoughts on this. Maybe I'll do more on, on this topic in the future, but quick thoughts. If someone's asking this question, they're more so looking for whether you've already put intentional thought into something. And if not, how, how your thought process works. So they want to see if you can be decisive too. That's something to consider. So for the animal one, I've always heard that uh, choosing, here's a quick example, like choosing an eagle, as an, as your, if you could be an, any animal and why choosing an eagle could be a good answer for a strategic or a leadership role. Because if your why is, well, why would I pick that? Well, it's because eagles fly high over everything else. Getting the, they get the big picture view and it can help them make better decisions. So I would pick an eagle. Like, okay. That, that might make sense if that's your why for a strategic position. So it's not so much that what you choose, it's about your thought process and rationale behind it. Um, for the answer around who to eat dinner with, maybe your why is more relevant to to something specific. So let me back up. Your why is 
is way more relevant than your who on this as well, similar to the animal. And if you if you do pick a couple people to eat dinner with, you can choose something like, let's say, a historical figure, maybe someone that you have a specific question that you'd like to ask, that you've been curious about in history, or a relative that you want to say something to, or an inventor that you'd love to learn more about their process because you didn't get to do that. And if you can have a chance to have dinner with someone dead or alive, hey, that this isn't my opportunity. But it shows that you've put thought into it and yet you're, it shows curiosity. It shows that you're intentional and that you have a learning appetite and a desire to learn more, in other words. So don't get caught up too much in these questions, though. They're going to come up, but you can't fully prepare. Just know that my advice to you is to make sure you do answer these. Be decisive when you have them. Pick a Pick a favorite movie. Don't just say, oh, I like a lot of movies or I'm not really sure. Be honest about your why and leave it at that. So those that's my advice on those questions. Um, probably different than some others, but I, I wouldn't spend a ton of, ton of time preparing for those. Well, that's all for today, but let's keep the conversation going. Check out equippedinterview.com. And if you like today's episode, please subscribe or rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever player you're listening to today. Remember, there is dignity and work, so set yourself up for success. Be intentional and build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview.